So this is our 50th episode. Can you believe we've done 50? I... Yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pat myself. <laughs> no, I, okay. it doesn't feel like 50 to me. Like this seems like it's so effortless. We got here quick. So in one sense, it is surprising that, oh my goodness, we've already done 50 of these suckers. Um, we passed uh, our ages. Hey. And also our subscribers. Um, <laughs> I think we've always been past our subscribers, unless there was a moment where our subscribers passed, our, passed us Maybe up. Maybe there was that one time we had three subscribers, but we only had two shows up. Maybe. But, um, you know, we're neck and neck, and hopefully, hopefully one will far out surpass and it's not us recording but <laughs> you know it's it is it is cool it is a milestone number 50 that's um i would if you'd asked me what number we're on i wouldn't have said 50 either although no. i would say we've talked for way more than 50 hours so it's kind of a catch-22 because you know a lot gets chopped yeah so it's like well we've talked for longer than 50 hours but it's surprising we've posted 50 shows already yeah, and I'll tell you honestly, it's been fun every bit of it, except the parts that you know it wasn't. But weren't fun. <laughs> but yeah, but this has been this has been a fun process. I'm I'm so impressed with those who have been with us for all fifty episodes. I know, right? Like it's and, uh, crazy to see watch people watching us every single day. Um, there's a uh, it is it is so fun to have an audience to interact with, and so um, we love you. Yeah, it's fun because at this point we know a lot of the not not know, but we are familiar with the people who are listening to us. I bet mm -hmm. most YouTube channels don't get that opportunity to actually know the names of a, a significant number of their their viewers. It's probably true, um, but our audience is the smallest, but it's by far the best. So yes. what can you say? <laughs> if you've been listening for 50, for 50, buckle up, because we got 50 more right on the heels. So are any of our listeners come to mind? Uh, Mariella, because Mariella watches the premiere. Yes. We post in the morning and Mariella is ready and waiting. Yeah, and it's fun to uh, periodically. I'm on there as well, and I, I can chat with her a little bit while it's premiering. Mm -hmm. How about you? Do you know anybody else? Uh, well, Mike uh, Mike Epley just told me he was watching, uh, and uh, Andy from Andy Walks with me, my brother. He watches every day. It's yep. been a, it's been a lot of fun having guests. Having a third person in does create a fun new dynamic and it gives us more to play with. Yeah. And we go places when we have a guest that you and I wouldn't naturally necessarily where we wouldn't necessarily go left to our own. Andy was my favorite. What was your favorite show? My favorite show was the one with Andy. Now Andy was on two. So are we talking the fundies? <laughs> Steve and I wore the same shirt on the show before. At the same time? Uh, not the exact <laughs> the same time. <laughs> have you ever heard this? You're going to have to cut out. But they wear these things called, or they, they wear, 
there's these things that they make for married couples. Called- we love it when people say this you're going to want to cut out. <laughs> They're called fundies. Have you ever- Don't worry. We won't. <laughs> it's a pair of undies that two people can wear oh. at once. Yeah, cut that out. Back to back, front to back. I, but- I, I think you can do it however you want, but it's meant for like, you know. The fundies. They're fundies. So you, get you put them both on and. You know, you have these, don't you? No, (laughs) (laughs) I've heard of some people. There's a weird product that married couples can get. Married couples, you know, if you're married, you have to have them, for example. (laughs) Got to have a marriage license to buy, right? (laughs) I guess you don't need to be married, but you should. You definitely should. Um, so how smelly were these shirts? I don't remember the How smell. How smelly were the fundies? <laughs> I have never seen the fundies. You, you clearly have heard of them. You own yes. where, where did you come across these fundies? What were you searching in I, Google? <laughs> in Google. Like I was looking at, but there has to be a pair of underwear that two people can wear. I'm going to go. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> There they are. I want underwear, but I want them more fun. But I want another person. (laughs) All all my underwear are one people underwear. (laughs) Enough of this solo stuff. (laughs) And you know there was some boardroom meeting where they were like, all right. Pitch it to me. We've got the idea. Two people underwear. Like I saw people on a tandem bike the other day and I was like, I have an idea. Yeah. The board what the board meeting. Imagine this. <laughs> Only underwear. <laughs> You've got your underwear, but there's nowhere for another person to fit. <laughs> literally literally no one has thought of this idea. Or the uh, the banana. Yeah, but so I back think- back in the day we uh, my dad would work at um, Now is he gonna get in trouble for this? Well, we're not going to get in trouble for this. <laughs> okay. So, so back in the day, my dad worked at an airport. <laughs> an undisclosed airport. Yeah, an undisclosed airport. <laughs> not international or anything. No, no, like no, 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 no. This is a very, very... Um, he owned it. Right. So... <laughs> It was Dave's airport. <laughs> yeah. So, and the stairwell was one continuous stairwell from the top to the bottom. And we were, we were in, I guess, high school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the slot between the stairs, you could spit from the top and you could watch it just fall. And it took right. a couple seconds before it hit the bottom. I was surprised that it, it, it was very difficult for things to get to the bottom. Because like, like you would think you're right in the middle. And then, like you know, thirty floors down, you would, you know, it would just not 30, veer off, and but yeah, and there was no wind. I mean, it's fully right. enclosed cement column, right? But and and yet there were some convection your currents. Spit, your spit would end up catching things and whatever. Right. But so we knew of this. So when we were there, all three of us. <laughs> Without my dad knowing, we right. smuggled in a bunch of bouncy balls and fruit. lacrosse balls, <laughs> fruit. The the lacrosse ball was the was the grand finale. That was the big heavy rubber. Oh, I do remember. 
There's a perfect sphere, and so the perfect sphere wouldn't be affected by the air so much. And, and it was so, super heavy. It's like right. got a steel ball inside of it and yeah. then completely covered in rubber. It's basically a super ball with a steel ball inside of it. Yeah. The only thing I can remember, I mean, before you were talking about the lacrosse ball, was the banana. Because I remember thinking... I want to see what this banana looks like when it goes down. And it, and we went, we couldn't find that banana. It was like, all I remember is that like, there was smelled parts. like banana down there. And there was just like pus just everywhere. <laughs> yeah. The banana, the banana to no one's surprise, including ours, didn't make it all the way to the bottom. Right. He was our halfway mark almost. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know which one of those I liked better, but if ever I'm recommending the show to someone else, I always recommend they start there. Yeah, that's a good place to start. Yep. What's your favorite? You know, I think that's a pretty good one. Um, What else comes to mind? Uh, I think the one where your dad was on, I think that was pretty fun. What's the purpose in being forgiven a great debt? God forgives you a great debt, Mm -hmm. all of your sin. What's the purpose in that? What is his purpose in forgiving you? Well, it's not to go to heaven, but that's what I would <laughs> And the answer is not so Jesus. Now that we've understood where um, none of us are going to heaven, and I don't let's think, go back. And I don't think it's a squirrel this time. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm at a um, loss. So the great debt has been forgiven so that we can be righteous and be and and have fellowship with God. Nailed it. Yes, and it's not like I'm the teacher, but but uh, I'm I'm playing the <laughs> but part I did of get the teacher. A, but I did get but, a gold star right there. Yes, you, <laughs> yes, you did. Well, we kind of picked Romans because Dad's into Romans. Yeah, this is what I get at home. So <laughs> other people are getting a, a sneak yeah. of it. It's the, awesome. So Jesus Christ came to reconcile us to God because. When Adam screwed up in the garden and Eve followed suit, from that day until I Jesus think Adam came again, suit. <laughs> what's let's that? Not, let's not Eve. Let's not get the Adam fellow. Uh, it was the birthday suit she was following. <laughs> yeah. That's what he was. That's following. clear. That's where the leaves came <laughs> in. Never yeah, mind. He probably wouldn't have That's... eaten the apple. <laughs> it was because his wife was talking him into it. He That's... was like, "All right, if you did it." <laughs> I don't That's want right. her to know everything. Is that, is that part of the deal? <laughs> yeah. We're wait, fruit? wait, you're smarter than me now? Give me some. <laughs> she knows everything now, literally, uh, good and evil. That's I'm just sitting here with a snake. <laughs> so so the whole purpose... <laughs> the whole purpose of that fig leaf was to cover up the snake. That's right. <laughs> um, that was fun. There was... Uh, it, it was fun to have guests on. I think when I think of the some of the ones I thought were really fun, uh, John Hart. You know, and, and it, it, I, I jump around like I, I was reading this the other day, and I was I was um, just highlighting verses in in chapter eight that like when I read it, it was just like a drinking a cool water on a hot day, right? Like that kind of experience. Uh huh. Um, so we have up there. Five through eight. Uh, the five but through if eight. But if you want to... Yeah, well, really, well. verse five, you know, those who live according to sinful natures have their minds set on what that nature desires, okay, which we were, we've were we talked about. Yep. Um, you know, you do what you want to do when you want to do it, and that's the original sin, right? 
Um, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mindset on what the Spirit desires. Well, what does the Spirit desire? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, mm-hmm. gentleness, self-control, right? Fruits of the Spirit. Like the Spirit desires those things. If you have your mindset on those things, you know, you're no longer looking out for yourself. You're, you're like wanting to emulate these virtues, right? Um, and then you go down a little bit, and this is verse 12. And I underlined this because it's a word in there that kind of jumped out at me. It says, therefore, brothers, we have an obligation. And, you know, it's not like, hey, here's a suggestion or here's an idea for you guys. It's we have an obligation. We mu- an obligation is something you must do. You've got to do you, it. Yep. You, you must do it. it. In light of this reality, you must do it, right? Yep. And he says, but it is not, not to the sinful nature to live according to it. The obligation is to not live according to our sinful nature. So we're obliged to not do that. Yes. Now here, let me ask you what you think of this. Cause we explored that word a couple of times. And I said, when you tell me that I have an obligation, I have in the sense that we normally use that a kind of a negative feel obligation is not a positive word. If that was the only context I had it in. So what I was, what we were trying to work through is how is it that we can say, well, we have an obligation to live free from the power of sin. And it's almost like you're, how do we put that in a way that is not negative? And what I thought of it as was an obligation is something that, um, like we have no choice. And if we have no choice, it's almost like a part of us and it goes with our true heart's desire. And I, I use the example of when I go to work, I don't want to have stinky breath and for everybody to know that that's stinky face Dave. So in order to prevent that, I have an obligation to brush my teeth. If I don't brush my teeth, I will be stinky face Dave. It's possible at one point I was stinky face Dave, but I have that obligation, but that obligation goes right hand in hand with where I want to be. I want to have, I want to not be offensive when I come over to somebody else's cubicle. And so the fact that I brush my teeth in one sense, you could say, well, yeah, if you want the fresh breath, you're obligated to do that. So you said something about obligation at the beginning that I think was an error, but then the, the example you gave was a perfect example of obligation. So it's not that we have to do it and we don't have a choice in it. The obligation is in light of certain circumstances, it becomes clear that we should act in a certain way. So in light of the circumstances that people are offended by bad odors right, and associate people with bad odors with people of low moral hygiene right, and not wanting to be somebody who is considered to be <laughs> somebody just, with bad hygiene. Low hygiene. Right, low being kind of a gross, hygiene. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then we have an obligation to act a certain way. And that, what is that? You yep. know, you brush your teeth and have a breath mint. You know? Yeah. But I would say like, it's in light of something. And what is it in light of, you know, and you think of that parable where, you know, there's that man who has that great debt to the king and the king calls the debt and he brings him in and he's like, pay this debt or I'm putting you and your whole family in prison. And the guy begs, begs for mercy, begs like crazy. And you know, the king has moved. And what does the king do? He cancels his tremendous debt. You know, let's say it's a hundred million dollars in debt cancels yeah. it and says, 
you are free. And the king has the authority to like Throw cancel it and be that's done. You're done. Yeah. You never have to look back on this again. You are totally free. Okay. Well, then this person leaves the presence of the king and comes across a servant who owes him like hundred bucks. He's an authority over this lower person. Mm-hmm. You know, in light of what the king did for him, you would say he would be obliged to show that same kind of mercy to others. But instead what he does, and when we see it happen, all of us are like, dude, not totally cool. disturbed by him. <laughs> not cool, right. So dude. it like, it's illustrating something where you're just like disgusted or like, um, you know, when Naaman comes to David and is like talking about somebody taking uh, a precious lamb from somebody, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. and he's like, I'll kill him. Tell me who it is. And he goes, it's you. And it's like, <laughs> He stole stole his only lamb. The right, guy who right. had a whole flock that he yep. raised from a yeah, baby. Slept yeah, with. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it gives you this sense of like, well, the obligation isn't like this rule that's like, you know, um, obey or die. It's more like, here's an here's a gift you've been given. What do you do with that gift? You know, so if you're given freedom from sin. And, you know, the bondage to sin leads to death. Then what is your obligation? In light of those circumstances, you should live free, not live according to the sin. And, you know, in doing that, you know, you become uh, honoring to God. And he uses that in the lives of others. And we all, we've already talked amongst us about the impact others' behavior has had on us and the lasting impact it's had when we see somebody who does something that represents a, a faithfulness to the the spirit of God, of, of truth, of, of not living in the spirit of sin, but in freedom from it mm-hmm. and how that just like woke us up in a way spiritually. Yep. Like what gift, what a gift to others that we would deprive them of if we didn't. Rich Trey, he, <laughs> the very first time I was ever allowed to leave the house unsupervised by adults um was one time with you it was the time you me and steve were going out with a group of uh youth group uh folks and you had that minivan and it was the first time i was allowed out of the house i was 15 it was the first time i was allowed out of the house and everybody in the youth group was going to pizza hut first then they were going to see rumble in the bronx and uh, my your memory is phenomenal. Well, that's what, that's what I'm <laughs> that's saying. Amazing. This, is, that's this, amazing. Is, this is what I'm saying. Like it was a, it's phenomenal. Not because I've got a good memory. It's phenomenal because it was the very first time I was ever allowed out of the house where I'm stepping hanging, out of the bubble. Yeah. Where I'm hanging out with other friends, no parents, no adults. This is just teenagers going out being teenagers. And, um, it was a huge deal. Uh, to me, you gave me a ride. And this is what was so cool about you and Steve both. Everybody was going to see Rumble in the Bronx. Back then, we didn't have the internet. So we didn't know what Rumble in the Bronx was. But Rumble in the Bronx doesn't, it was rated R, which it's funny. Yeah, I don't back. remember seeing I don't actually remember seeing it. That's why I'm like, wow, I your memory is phenomenal. I don't remember seeing that movie. <laughs> No, what is that movie? You're going to remember this because... Did we stand in the parking lot and say we're going to shoot pool or something? No. What happened was my dad said, you're not going 
to see a rated R movie called Rumble in the Bronx. Like, that's not a movie we see. I don't even need to see the preview to know that's not right. Now, little did we know it was filmed in, like, Asia, and it was dubbed, and it was in Chinese, and it was a karate movie. But um, we thought it just sounds like the kind of movie that we aren't into. That's not for us. So my dad said, you can go, but you're not seeing that movie. What else can you see? And Happy Gilmore was out, and everybody went to see Rumble in the Bronx, and you, me, and Steve went to see Happy Gilmore because I wasn't allowed to see Rumble in the Bronx. Do you remember watching Happy Gilmore with us? I do remember that. Yes, yes. I mean, we are three guys, and <laughs> I don't know when the last time, if ever, I've laughed harder. Um, and part of that was just the context of how much fun I was having being out with these new guys that, you know, seemed to accept me and uh gave me a ride and we uh there's the scene in um where the girl where he has his imagination sequence where he looks at the girl he has a crush on her and then he imagines her like walking up in her underwear she's just wearing like lingerie or whatever and then you guys put your heads down you're like oh we don't watch this kind of thing and steve like nudge like we don't we don't (laughs) we don't watch this Yeah, and my of course my eyes are glued to the screen, like, <laughs> and um, I was like, oh yeah, that's, they that's only a... let me out once. I'm gonna use it to its max. <laughs> yeah, but um, you guys were an unbelievable uh, influence to me, and also I had an eleven o'clock curfew, which was just the standard rule through high school, and then we went to Steve's house after. After the movie, went to Steve's house, and then you wanted to stay later, obviously, than 11. And um, so then I called, and I asked if I could stay later. And my dad, you know my dad, he's he's a, re- a very relatable guy, and he identifies with teenage... He identified right where I was in life. But I remember him saying on the phone, like, Dave you need to at least go out one time and honor the curfew one time before I can justify giving an <laughs> exception. And uh, looking back, I that was so hard for, I felt so embarrassed to say, no, I have to be home at 11. And you were so cool about it. You're like, no, I'll get you home by 11. And you drove me all the way back to my parents' house in time for my curfew. And uh, boy, from that point on, Rich and Steve, my best buddies. Of course. Wow. Until I you... sound cooler back then than I am now. <laughs> I doubt it. Now he's the one giving the curfews. Yeah. I doubt it. We, we, we've heard what you sound like when you get a little serious. It's very, very nice. <laughs> Sales. Then strategic solutions, solutions. development, development. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. that's a knowledge that's a knowledgeable like guy butter. that's like a guy, butter that's a guy you can count on <laughs> but you you remember my dad right very well very well i looked up to him i was like i'm gonna be a dad like that <laughs> he's like the paid the patriarch your dad is the patriarch what was it about my dad what what thing do you remember the most because you you've mentioned that to me before he talked to us 
when we went, uh, I don't know, a couple times, he we would be driving, and he would talk. He would talk to all the guys. We're all we're all in there in the van going somewhere. I think it was your birthday party, probably. And he would just talk to us all, and he would give us this this sage wisdom, right? And uh, and I read the Bible enough to know like this is biblical wisdom. And he didn't do it in a, like a, let me quote some verses to you kind of way. It was more like a, hey guys, I got some advice on that, and it was weaved into the conversation. I was like. I want to be that guy when I grow up, like like that guy. I don't want to be that guy. You know, the different guests we've had. Stevie, yep. <laughs> but it's cool that uh, you got your son here doing the show with us. That's pretty awesome. Yes. Definitely. So what is that you just are putting away? You have a you have a, a thing in your hand that we all saw. Put, put your legs, Lego separator in your pocket. And um, I just learned what a Lego separator is. They're yeah. set up nice and straight. It takes Legos that are put together. And takes them apart. Separates them. Separates them, yes. <laughs> so you have this, uh, you just made this yesterday. It's a, it's a Bubba Fett. Yeah, and it has like 650 pieces, something like that. And I built it in an hour, so. Kind of you put 650 up. pieces together in an hour? Yes. I don't think I could put 650 random pieces together in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so to set this up, you were tasked in school with uh, basically writing an essay where you're giving instructions, clear-cut instructions to do, like, how to make a sandwich. No, we were just told to make an essay. Oh, okay. And you chose to do it like a, like almost like a directions, like how to make a sandwich. First, you get the bread, then you get the peanut butter, put the peanut butter on one side, like a a step-by-step process. Yes. So you wrote your essay where you're explaining how to eat a banana. This is from Stevie Leggett. The banana, like most other things, is a food. Food has been in our lives for generations, and the banana is a food that many people eat. (laughs) I know for a fact that you've had one. The banana is a fruit from a bush, not from a tree. The banana is a very famous fruit. (laughs) and has starred in various movies such as Despicable Me 1, Despicable Me 2, and Despicable Me 3, etc. (laughs) Because of this fame, (laughs) I will explain how to eat a banana. That's an excellent setup on giving us the purpose on why we need to know this. Yes. First, go to a grocery store and buy the most perfect banana. Bananas are found in the aisle where the bananas are located. Take the banana home. Very gently take your new banana and cut it in half. Take your cut banana and pick out seven seeds. Plant the banana seeds in your yard, not your neighbor's yard. Your yard. (laughs) Um, Wait until the banana plant has fully grown and the fruit is ripe and ready for picking. Then choose the perfect banana for eating. (laughs) 
So the previous banana was for planting. I the get only it. way you can get the banana is if you grow your own. Yeah. With your banana on the table, <laughs> extend your left arm <laughs> towards the banana. Open your left hand, reach out, and grab the banana. With your right hand, take your index finger and thumb and grab the stalk of your banana and yank violently towards the ground. (laughs) With your right hand, remove the exposed banana from its outer shell and slowly bring it to your mouth so that you don't shove it up your nose or poke yourself in the eye. Bite a piece off of your banana and allow the flavor of the banana to flow through your mouth and then spit it out because bananas don't taste good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So to you, if you're watching number 50 and you've seen all 50, God bless you, because um, I know some of those shows were probably, well, some of them were better than others, let's say. Um, But, you know, we're doing our best here. And, you know, part of part of me is like, hey, if we can do 50. We can do 51. Maybe we can do this thing. Yeah. 53 even. We (laughs) we could probably we could probably run out this week without running out of content. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 50 is an exciting number and we'll we'll uh, do something special for 100, too, which will probably be. Before you know it. Yeah, absolutely. So I do, I do think that having a guest is, is also my favorite. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to get some more guests. We're going to have to get some more guests. 